following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of Retropop. Actually, let me hold on. Let me rewind. Let me rewind. Let me do this like Johnny would. Let me get into character. Um, welcome to a new episode of Retropop. Yes, you did. It's very good. <laughs> Quite proud of you. <laughs> You're home for bi-weekly, usually, pop culture talk, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and I am joined by uh, by my 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 fantastic friend. Um, um, yeah, he's a good... I'm trying to think of like a vampire like connection pun thing here, but I got nothing. All right. Count Johnny is good enough for me. <laughs> but I keep doing this voice the whole time. Let's find out. <laughs> now, I don't know why you said... Let, when you said let's find out, I was waiting for you... I was waiting for the uh, uh, the the Tootsie Pop. The <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three, three... <laughs> <laughs> am I, I was, a vampire or am I one of those guys from Star Wars? <laughs> it's Queen of Madonna herself. <laughs> I always thought that guy sounded like he was trying to do a vampire. <laughs> that guy does that. He it's did. Queen of Madonna herself. <laughs> he did. I, I prefer that take than the than the the perspective that a lot of other people have about the Nemoidians, but um <laughs> <laughs> Certainly do. Um, so today we have a fun one. We be, we begin at the towards the end of the month. Um, we are we're running a little behind this month. We begin on the eighteenth of the month. <laughs> so this recording, yes, it has been uh, at least well by the time this drops, at least nineteen to twenty days since you've gotten an episode. That's a long stretch for us. Yeah, we're um, on top of things. We are on top of things. Uh, for reference, though. Um, we are going to drop two back to back this week, um, or back to back in back to back weeks to catch up, so we can stay on yeah. track for continuing. Point being, we're still going to get two episodes out in August. Yes, yeah, yeah. But we didn't want to blow that. Um, yeah. But we are uh, we're starting a, a theme um, of like pop culture. We'll call them a, events, like a yeah. uh, creepy pop culture events. I yes. think, yeah. Probably the best way to describe it. And um, I went and I went back to a, a time in my life, which was so simple, so <laughs> pure. All right. Um, no little to no bills to be paid. Um, 20 hours a week of work was a was a, uh, you know, was was a lot. 
All yeah, right? yeah. I had hair. I mean, I have a little bit of hair, but it's not coming back. Um, <laughs> it looks good, though. I think I think you. the look I you have looks great. Yeah. I, thank you, buddy. I Some yeah. people can pull that off. Some people can't. You're pulling it off, my friend. Thank you. I, I have the, uh, it's the, the. I'm real close to that Hulk Hogan, like, horseshoe thing on top of my head. <laughs> you and just I'm, need to get, like, the the facial hair he has, like that, that uh, what, what do you call it? It's a certain look. With the that Fu Manchu? Beard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 Um, we're, we're getting close to that point. We'll see. Um, but, uh, but I was like, okay, let's go back to a time where I was searching, staying late up at night on a, on a nice desktop computer, nice big Hewlett Packard desktop computer. Oh man. Those were the days, weren't they? Oh, they were so cool. And they had the cool little transparent, like color. Yeah. Background. And you could just stay up and get on, get into chat rooms to make friends. You would get on LimeWire to find music that may or may not be illegal. All these fun things when we were kids. Uh, so much fun. When I first discovered Wikipedia, um, it was it was the greatest thing. And this, of course, is something I discovered searching through Wikipedia. When I discovered that they had a list of cryptids and all sorts of other cool oh, yeah. pop culture events, I was blown away. So today's episode is something that I found in those search, um, in those searching days. All right. Um, yeah, wonderful um wonderful high school days late nights staying up we're going to talk about the highgate cemetery vampire um which is a cool one uh it's a, it's a neat little story and every time anytime you hear about a something that's proposed to be you're supposed to be uh mythological having a real life event around it i'm hooked i'm absolutely hooked yeah now now vampires are just chuck full of lore there's all kinds of incredible tales and i've actually heard from a pumpkin that was smashed that the world itself is a vampire and it's that's really true there are so many fascinating things that happen that kind of lead to our current day uh, lore and understanding of vampires and there's a lot of things that went into that there's a lot of historical figures, of course, uh, events. I mean, you're about to talk about one, but that's not the only one that's happened in our history. There's been plenty of times where, you know, famously of Vlad the, you know, the Impaler, Impeller uh, was, uh, is strongly considered to be the, uh, the muse for Dracula, for example. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of people have it in their heads that Dracula sort of started all of it. But that's not true. Like, uh, people have had beliefs in vampires for a long time. Yes, it goes back to the ancient, I mean, the ancient, ancient world. Like, this yeah. Vlad the Impaler was, I think, like 14, 1500s, maybe, maybe a yeah. give or take of a century or two. Um, but yeah, the, the idea of vampires goes back a very, very long time. Um, you know, shoot, uh, you know, I there was a kid in my gym class that i thought he was a vampire so you know there's that too um they're everywhere they want they're among us yeah and i mean it's sort of it's got a cool culture like surrounding like, yeah uh, there's like, uh, i mean yeah they're they're so prominent that i mean i was not too long ago i was playing red dead redemption 2 which is a western and there's a little vampire subplot in it i just heard i legit just heard about this two days ago uh, on a video I, it's, it's crazy it's so cool you um, actually run into this guy 
and he's doing a little something something to a poor victim and you can either choose to fight him or back off and go away it's pretty fascinating i love it's it. even in a western like that it's just really cool i need to finish that game i have it i played a couple missions and i was like this is too much <laughs> It was it like is. Skyrim. It was like Skyrim <laughs> where it was just too big for me. Yeah. I mean, I like that too. I think it's because I mean, you, well, I'm older than you, but you know, they keep talking about these new games that are coming out and like even that recent Zelda game and I love Zelda. I'm like, it just, it's so open-ended and there's so many things you can do. I just, uh, I'll just go over and play like Mario three for the Nintendo and be just fine. <laughs> yeah. And just be happy that dude, that's, yeah. that's where, you know, that's, that's what, where I was just like, oh yeah, bigger and better, big open world stuff. But like Grand Theft Auto is just, just that, that's yeah. the lie. That's Grand the Theft line. Auto Five is like getting close, if not already a decade old. And I still, and I'm pretty sure, and I played that game a lot, that I didn't find everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it's 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 got it's a lot. Sorry, distracted. Um, no, sorry, right. I saw, I saw. <laughs> you had a so, little dog running behind you. Yeah, he, he gone. <laughs> um so so am i coming in echoey at all no you sound good on my end my headphones must be just trash all right um can you turn my headphones up (laughs) turn up my snare turn up my snare turn up my snare (laughs) uh let's head into our personal history with the highgate cemetery vampire I mean, I pretty much already said it, uh, you know, looking through, just trying to find cool occult stuff like it. People love to like teachers, especially used to just crap all over Wikipedia. This opened up it was a whole new world like it was. Yeah. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. I could search anything, just about anything that I wanted. And um, it's a lot better now. Because of the sourcing, I think, is much, much better than it ever was. Yes, they they do, like, citations and stuff at the bottom, or annotated bibliography, whatever the hell. Yeah, um, which I appreciate a great deal, especially coming from somebody who does a lot of research for podcasts. So. Yes, yes, it's 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 really good. Um, but, yeah, I, I came, like, it would go by, like, events by, like, country. And then I I just happened to scroll by and I was and and it was like oh Highgate Vampire I'm like oh what is this so I click on it I remember clicking on it and I was like oh this is this is good stuff this is like it made news right obviously we'll talk about that in a little bit but this is very recent fairly recently too um, I'm still at the point where I feel like the 1970s or 1970 was like 30 years ago even though it's like 50 now weird, but, um, but yeah, like I was scrolling by, I'm like, wow, this is really recent. Let's do some digging in on this thing. And I was blown away. I was actually like, when I, when I read that it made the news, cause a lot of these things, they they'll like make the news, but they'll rip on it. But this is actually like a pretty serious thing that got a lot of media attention that got, um, you know, just, it, it was, I mean, at the time, I actually watched a BBC News report earlier on this thing. Um, I found a, a like a two, like a three, four minute clip um, from the time, and I was just like, "This is this is way cool." Um, 
because you know you get the bigfoot stuff here and there and people rip you know make fun of it ufos which are becoming more commonly accepted yeah which stay tuned we may talk about next time which i love that idea um yeah it's just you know i i was just immediately enticed you know there's a layer of seriousness to it and again the more research you did the more like it it was a I mean, people were paranoid. People were scared. Uh, this is all just uh, in legit, especially too in modern times where we question everything, right? Where, yeah. uh, where, where people are like, uh, you know, they have that like kind of uh, attitude towards stuff like, oh, that's just, ho-, you know, that's hokey. That's not real. Yeah, there was a time where if you brought up any of this stuff, I'll just lump it all in the paranormal, but uh, then you were kind of looked at as like a a crackpot i guess yes. in a way but that's no no longer the case oftentimes these are the biggest stories uh some of the biggest podcasts have this as a as a topic uh some of the biggest tv shows cover this type of stuff uh you know so it's and i mean good um, you're just talking about ufos those have literally uh, they're talking about it in congress yes <laughs> Uh, so it's pretty fascinating the time we're in now with this thing because I definitely remember a time when I was a I've always been interested interested in this type of stuff and there was definitely certainly a time where when I was younger you had to be careful who you brought up this interest with right because you just be afraid of how your friends will look at you or something like that but the second you found somebody else who was like hey have you heard about this oh it's an instant connection it was yeah, like it was like yeah it was like when you found somebody who you know, had the same video game console as you or yes. something like that. Like, it was just really cool that you can, okay, you can have an intelligent discussion with somebody yeah, uh, pertaining to something that you're interested in. So Yeah, and I really love, 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 love weird history. Like, that's my favorite thing, just weird, strange, odd yeah. history. It just fascinates me. And the vampires certainly fit into that. Yeah. Uh, our history, I mean, I've, I really like looking into why we have the lore of certain things like vampires is a great example. Zombies, all these different, different things. They don't just sort of come out of nowhere. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of bred from things that, that come about that kind of leads to them. Uh, there's like, as I already said about, I already talked about Vlad, but there's other characters. I remember reading about that really got me really fascinated by this stuff. Um, there's that lady alone blanking on her name. And I'm sorry. Uh, but like centuries ago, who would literally bathe in the blood of her yes. of the people she killed? Yep. Like that was that really happened. And even more recently, there was this—I don't want to call it a cult because it was like three people—but the leader of that group claimed to be a vampire, and they went around and they literally legit uh, killed some people. Right, like that happened in the United States of all things. Yeah, and in the United States, we had a whole era that was called the Satanic Panic. Uh, that was vampires were certainly a part of it. So, um, they've always fascinated me, especially when you get into the more when it goes from lore into weird, strange history type parts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool with borderlines, and the heart. The more that people try to tell you that, oh, that's hokey, the more you're like. There's something. There's got to be something more to this. There's got to be something more to this. That's how I feel. It always, it, it always comes from something. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't like. We can go ahead and get this get this out of the way now. I don't think quote unquote vampires are real, but 
I do think that the lore of vampires came from something. Yes. And uh, there's a lot of weirdness out there. <laughs> no, no doubt about it, my friend. No doubt about it. So uh, without further ado, let's head on into the history of the Highgate Vampire. so much fun i don't know if you get you listeners could tell but i'm i, I am in the zone right now i am yeah. having so much fun i used to have a i hate saying past tense but i had a podcast called history groups and i missed doing it but this was the type of stuff we did every episode yeah I it's a good one stuff. it's still it's still all up <laughs> listeners if you never heard it before it's still up on our website well, apple we had, spotify we had um, quite a few uh episodes i think over 100 if i'm thinking right so yeah a lot of different stuff really really good uh yeah, you know, mix of, of of different things, and I think you guys might have did a couple do overs too. Not like uh, maybe not like a do over, but oh okay, yeah, new information. Yeah, yeah, revisit, revisit. is yeah. more so a uh, correct phrase. All right, so first and foremost, before we get into this Highgate vampire, let's talk a little bit about Highgate Cemetery. All right, get set the uh, get, you know set the set the environment all right let's go talk about the settings of where this happened at so (laughs) so highgate cemetery uh was built in 1839 uh swains lane in london england and uh basically uh england was struggling to bury people um as you could tell it's not a very big place it's well, it's, I mean, it's a small, I mean, it's, well, it's a large island, but it's small comparatively to a lot of other places. And, that's um, that's an issue with a lot of Europe. Yes. Uh, and because they would have throughout the decades and centuries, like they would have all kinds of, you know, we just went through one ourselves, a pandemic. Yeah. And they would literally run out of places to bury people. That's how bad it got. And that's why, like, you can go through like the, you know, the catacombs in, in France, for example, and literally still see the bones of people there. Yeah, it's creepy and crazy, um, but it's it's they you got to do it. Um, you got it, it's 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 just one of those things. But um, but yeah, there was a, a legitimate issue where um, they just they were not they, there was no room. They They would people would be walking around like in a park and there would just be like a leg sticking out of the ground because like, <laughs> like, it, like a rainy day would just, just wash away like mud and just uncover dead body. That's how like packed cemeteries got. Um, so the, this, this led to the underground um, place in France too, but the catacombs, but, um, but yeah, so they decided that uh, around that time that, okay. We need to expand. Um, we need to get some proper cemeteries, uh, very large cemeteries, especially for London. I, I believe it's the most populated place in England. If not, it's the, it's, it's the most important place. Um, so we're going to build seven large cemeteries, um, and they call them now retrospectively the, um, the Magnificent Seven. Uh, great movie. 
by the way. Um, <laughs> with Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington. Yeah, has or was it Denzel? No, not a, yep. not a damn thing. Um, but th- th- that's what they decided to call this. We're gonna we're gonna open up and um, and expand on what this you know the cemetery our cemetery system. All right. So on Monday, May 20th, 1839, Highgate, or West Cemetery, uh, as it was previously called, was dedicated to St. James, uh, and they opened it up. And um, the very first burial was, I have it listed here, um, it took place on Monday, May 26th, and that was a Mrs. Elizabeth Jackson. I don't know if she's a missus, but Elizabeth Jackson, who passed away, she was a spinster, thirty at thirty six year thirty six year old spinster of Golden Square. All right, she was the first person to uh, to pass away, and um, it actually ended up becoming a very popular place to bury people. The list of famous people that are buried here is uh, it's impressive. It's very impressive. I don't know if you took a look at some of these. Um, no, I'm, go ahead. I'm fascinated by this. I there's way too many to read, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. So they have like a West Cemetery, like a note West Cemetery, but um, and an Eastern Cemetery. But uh, recent mo- one of the more recent people, um, George Michael, oh, was wow, buried wow. here. Um, Karl Marx, uh, love him or hate him, uh, Karl Marx is actually buried in the cemetery. Uh, let's take a look at some of these other ones. Um, Henry Aiken, who's a painter, he, he was uh, he did a lot of sport and coaching scenes. Um, uh, I've seen the inventor. Let's see, where is it? Um, you know, there's a landscape photographer, a really famous. I mean, they all have their own Wikipedia pages, so that tells you um, that they're famous. Uh, James Bunstone Bunning, what a name! Uh, he's a city architect of the city of London. Um, Let's see. That's quite a bit. I think the inventor of cinematography I see I did see. Um, a lot of famous politicians. Um Charles Dickens family is buried here. I don't know if Charles is buried, but oh well, maybe he is. His wife, his younger brother, his parents, his sister. I don't see him though. <laughs> Interesting. Um Football players, athletes, you name it. I mean, the list is is legitimately mad. Oh, Bob Hoskins is buried here. Oh, wow. Um, which is uh, you know, always nice to see everybody's favorite Mario. Um yes. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, they have uh, a fantastic actor. Yeah. Great, always oh, great. Um, loved Bob Hoskins. But um yeah, there there's a long list. They have it actually all in alphabetical order. There's probably 50 or so people are probably oh, actually it's more than that. It's definitely more than 50. Um, I'm going to say closer to like 70 famous people buried per West cemetery or East cemetery. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a extensive amount. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else whose name pops out. Um, but regardless, it's a very old and very famous cemetery. They also have, um, Yes, there's some war graves too. Um, they buried a lot of people from World War One and World War Two. We'll get into some of those numbers uh, momentarily. 
But all right, let's go to the Highgate Vampire. So it was a uh, the incident. So the initial incident happened uh, roughly October 31st, 1968. They, um, a group of young people interested in the occult visited um, a cemetery over in this place, which was, uh, they, they call it Tottenham Park Cemetery, which I believe is, um, I guess it's kind of close to Highgate, but um, but yeah, so they hit. There's a lot of vandalism going on in the cemetery. A lot of occult stuff. People breaking in, Satanists, and and so much more. Like, yeah, I really, I really hate that stuff because uh, it just seems so disrespectful. Oh, it's incredibly you know? disrespectful. Uh, now I have nothing against anybody because I've done it myself going into a cemetery at night and sort of just uh, maybe even ghost hunting, as long as you're respectful. being respectful to yes. everything around you. Cause I've done that. I've not, and in fact, that's some pretty messed up stuff that happened in one before, but uh, it's, I do really hate to see when people go in there and just tear up a place like that. That is the resting place for so many people's loved ones. It just seems so ridiculous. Yeah. I could. And imagine, on top of that, yeah. and on top of that, you just ruin it for everybody else. who would maybe want to do something like that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's truly unfortunate that people, I, I, I do cemetery walks all the time and, uh, and the, the amount of defaced graves kicked in headstones turned over. It's, it's sad. It really is. Um, but there was a news report that dropped a couple days later on the London evening news. Um, that certain these intruders uh, arranged a bunch of well, I'll read it quoted verbatim. These persons arranged flowers taken from graves in circular patterns with arrows of blooms pointing to a new grave, which was uncovered. A coffin was opened and the body inside was disturbed, but their most macabre act, and it's probably not how you pronounce that, was isn't it macabre? I think. It's probably it. Yeah, macabre. We're, Thank we're you, both John. probably wrong. <laughs> I th- actually think you're right for once. Um, <laughs> respectfully, right. no, no, dear journal. Today I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt said I was right. I'm, Life I is don't good. Know, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's, it's very unexpected. <laughs> uh, I already forgot how to pronounce it, but anyways, their most macabre uh, <laughs> act was driving an iron stake in the form of a cross to the lid and into the breast of the corpse. Um, the identities and motivations of those responsible were never mentioned, really discovered, but um, this is the first time it was linked. This first little bit of desecration uh, was the first time linked to the Highgate, Highgate vampire. Um, but the main, one of the main players of this entire incident, this entire story, um, his name is David Ferrant. And, um, on February 6, 1970, he had wrote that when passing Highgate Cemetery on December 24th, 1969, he had seen a gray figure, um, which he deemed to be something supernatural. Uh, and it made some atten- it made some attention. Uh, this letter was sent to the Hampstead and Highgate Express, which is actually a uh, it's a weekly paid newspaper uh in london and it got a lot of attention and of course this first you know mentioning of it uh drove people further to either admit or come up with that they had seen a bunch of different things while passing by the cemetery by or through the cemetery 
Yeah, that's one of the things that's with any sort of event, paranormal or not. When one person comes out and says, I've seen this, it is it almost never fails. Other people will come out and say the same. 100%. Now, what makes it tougher, though, is did they really or do they just kind of jump in on this train? Because right. both things could be possible. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you want to, of course, you want to hope it's real because, you know, some people just won't say anything. They're too, again, we talked about in the in the personal history about how you were basically considered a crackpot if you mentioned anything like oh, that. Especially in the late 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hippie movement and all that stuff. And, and, and be, uh, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Hippies were not looked fondly upon by the general public. I don't like you. And I'm not like knocking that, but it's like, okay, you know, what are you smoking? If you say something like that. <laughs> literally, if you're a hippie, yeah. What are you sniffing? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but a couple of days later, uh, February 13th, uh, a bunch of people actually replied, actually replied to the letter. Uh, they mentioned that they've seen a, uh, a bunch of different ghosts uh, uh, around the cemetery, which is, you know, crazy cool. Um, they seen a tall man in a hat, um, a spectral cyclist, a woman in white, a uh, a face glaring through the bars of the gate, and um, a, a ghost moving around in the pond. Um, yeah, a woman in white is a very common uh, ghost sighting in a lot of different areas. The United yes. States has a couple of those two. They're very famous. And there's almost always a woman in white walking on the side of a road near cemetery is where it's almost always seen. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, they also heard a bunch of different other th- things too. They heard bells ringing and voices calling. Um, and keep in mind too, the cemetery had for the most part slowed down as far as burials around this time too um it was i I, if i'm not mistaken if i read correctly before it was kind of full um or filling up and they actually had to approve cremation around this time too um the government did so the fact that bells were ringing and voices were calling on the voices calling on the inside maybe but bells ringing was uh, a little suspicious on the inside um but in comes the uh, the habitual shit stirrer. Uh, his name is Sean Manchester, and he went right to the he, he just blew it all up. He goes, "All right, yeah, this gray figure it was a vampire." All right, this guy's uh, he he riled up a lot of people, and we're gonna get to that in just a moment. But um, but he he kind of gave this vampire a backstory and try to like hype it up to the media and the media's like, Oh, this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. He, he, he hyped up that this vampire was a king of the vampires um, or it had practiced black magic, which is always, um, always a good time. All right. So he actually, (laughs) yeah, black magic, good stuff. Yeah. Um, A lot of fun. Well, a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, So he actually riled up a lot of people and, um, and, got a mob to uh, to form in 1970 uh march of 1970 and this david ferrett and sean manchester they'd kind of go back and forth and um and ferrett said he would he would destroy the uh you know the specter manchester was um 
got it all hyped up. He goes, yeah, we're going to do a hold an exorcism on Friday, the 13th of March, 1970. All right. So, and people seen it, they put it in the news, people seen it. And, um, and he had a group of hunters ready to go within two hours. Um, which is insane. They all wanted to come over there. People who have seen, you know, claim to have seen supernatural figures or they just believed in it because they were just, I don't know, maybe the curiosity just kind of took over, but I'm sure some of them were, you know, maybe some concern because there had been other stories too, um, which was, uh, you know, people with bite marks um, claiming that they had seen something. Uh, This is, uh, this is what I read, uh, you know, as well, but, uh, a girl Wasn't had there like some dead animals too, I think were found. Yes. Fox, uh, Fox, there's a bunch of dead Fox and which was, you know, you get concerned because you're like, oh, you know, at first you might think it's like a, like a, you know, Satanists or, or whatever. Or a that, chupacabra. But, yeah. Chupacabra. Um, <laughs> one of those, but yeah, there was like people would come back with bite marks. So like, yeah, we got attacked by somebody in gray. And it's all and it, it, it like the two teeth marks, um, and it's it's getting really suspicious. So people were riled up. It's not just as simple as oh, hey, we seen something. No, there's people going, you know, going through the cemetery and, and admitting that something had happened. Uh, but um, but yeah, they actually they overran the, uh, the the police. They they jumped over the gates into the locked cemetery. Um, and uh, and they did what they had. To, they did what they were doing. Obviously, uh, I don't think anything was found, even though I did also read um, elsewhere that uh, Manchester said that he had seen something um, kind of moving really quickly throughout the cemetery, uh, something gray. Um, several months later, on August 1st, 1970, a, uh, they found the charred and unfortunately uh, beheaded remains of a woman's body, not far from uh, the catacomb and police believed it to have been something in black magic, but um, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, it was, they eventually did find uh, that David Ferrant not too far away um, in a churchyard by the cemetery and they arrested, he had a crucifix and a wooden stake. They thought maybe he had something to do with it perhaps, but um, he was arrested, but he, they actually dismissed it and let him go. Um, next, uh, next little incident here, a few days later, that Sean Manchester returned to Highgate Cemetery uh, with some companions, and he forced open the doors of a family vault, uh, which he had been guided to by a psychic helper. And um, he lifted the lid of one coffin, believing it to have been mysteriously transferred there from a previous catacomb. And uh, as he was about to drive a stake through the body, uh, it contained uh, when one of them said, no, don't do it. Like, don't. This is too much. Um, And he shut the coffin. He left uh, garlic and incense in the vault to kind of protect. But um, but there was a it was a very it was a public feud between this Ferent and Manchester. Uh, A bunch of like like a schoolyard fight kind of rumor started to go around. (laughs) I don't know if you read about this, Johnny, but they were going to have a magician's duel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that needed to happen, though. You know how I fun it, that would be to watch? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I would be all about it. Um, you remember it was, that uh, episode of South Park where Cartman uh, 
the police think Cartman yeah. uh, has those type of powers and he gets in a quote unquote fight with other people who think they have those type of yeah, powers. That's, that's what this is reminding me of. That's what that would have been. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, such a good episode. Such yeah, a good really episode. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of that is, is like uh, the, the killer would always take the left hand and the guy saw this person's, they went to the killer's house, had all these hands, but they were all, he thought the right hand, but then he was doing all these studies and he just turns his hand over and he goes, Oh my God, those were all the, (laughs) (laughs) such a great episode. (laughs) So well thought. So well thought. I love it. Um, But yeah, they were going to have a duel on a magic magician's duel on parliament Hill on Friday, the 13th, 1973. Unfortunately, as that's an event you can sell tickets to, (laughs) I would pay for it. Like I'm, I'm actually like reading about this. I'm in part excited about the idea of this happening yes. as I am the Elon Musk, uh, Mark Zuckerberg mixed martial arts fight. Um, oh, I want to say that just for the train wreck. I know it'll be. Oh, it's going to be an abortion. <laughs> uh, so eventually, uh, Ferrant was 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 arrested again in 1974. He um, he damaged some memorials and he interfered with dead remains. Um, which is allegedly, this is all stuff he said that Satanists, Satanists had done, uh, but not himself. But, um, but they actually feuded until about three years ago, three four years ago. Uh, they they would just go, they'd go at it. They were making comments about each other in speeches or interviews, books, anything. They hated each other um, uh, until Ferrant passed away. In 20- this is like a bret hart goldberg situation <laughs> yeah pretty much like it's over like oh no like take him out of the hall of fame and yeah it's <laughs> yeah like i'll just randomly ask bret hart at convention do you still hate goldberg yes <laughs> <laughs> why'd you ask that of course i do yeah. um yeah yeah it's it's it was on-site beef as they like to uh as they like to say so um let me ask you this because i'm fascinated by stuff like this yes i i've everybody has obviously had people come to their lives that they're not fond of or or for what for different reasons either legit or like you just don't clash i mean you don't just or you do clash personality wise i mean all kinds of different things yeah i've had people like that in my life me too lots but yeah but i've like my annoyance or hatred of that person, I will always eventually get like, this is just taking too much energy. Yes. And it's not worth it. So I just kind of let it go. You know, I, I pull a frozen and I let it go. Uh, and I don't, I I guess I just don't understand how some people can hold this type of hatred, especially if it's just like a hatred like this. Like they didn't, one of them didn't, like you know brutally hurt someone else that they know or something right. like that uh stuff like that i totally understand but when it's just uh uh something like this like i just don't get or understand like eventually you think one of them would be like you know what i'm like whatever years old now this is <laughs> this is stupid yes no yeah. I, I i agree and i mean you've you've been with you and i have been friends for five years now just about five years um yeah i keep track of that i i, <laughs> I got a little count you, you i got a little i got a wall that i put little hash marks on <laughs> yeah he's he's got the calendar all crossed <laughs> off um 
<laughs> me and Matt been friends for this day. Uh, but you've been with me through a lot of podcast feuds. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you've always, uh, at some point, you've always got to the point. Honestly, I don't think it really took you that long where you're like, you know what? Uh, this is getting dumb. <laughs> oh, for sure. I've reached out. Sometimes I got yeah. messages back. Sometimes I haven't. But, uh, but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. It's it's crappy, especially two people who are connected in history, um, a very strange history. But they are their names are associated with each other yeah. um, for believing in the same thing, um, you know. And and how cool would it have been to, uh, you know, for it, what could they have accomplished together instead of feuding? Um, yeah, it's a lesson exactly. for it's a it's a lesson for everybody. Fighting over stuff is stupid. Um, especially a vampire, like y'all could have got them together. Yeah. You know, wild, absolutely wild. But, um, but that is it, everybody with the, uh, with the history of it, of course, there's always more, whether it be incident reports or whatever. Um, but we are going to head on over to, uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is Matt's stats. So there's some co- I got some cool little ones here for this this episode. Of course, um, you know there's it's a cemetery, so there's some statistics. It is always interesting to know. Um, you know they, they provide a little bit of data uh, for us to get. Sometimes it, let's just say the stats episode for this the stats portion of this episode is going to be a lot better than some other ones that we've done. So. Um, starting off, there are roughly 170,000 people buried in about 53,000 graves at Highgate Cemetery. Um, a lot of two, there's a lot of tombs as you can see through the pictures. So there's like four or five people, um, even maybe more in some cases, uh, buried, buried in a tomb. And, uh, they have the, you know, the slide, they, they put the casket on the side of the wall, they cover it up and. There is that. Um, there are, um, as we mentioned, there are a lot of famous people buried at this place. Um, there are approximately 850 notable slash noteworthy people buried at Highgate Cemetery, um, which is a astounding um, mark. Actually, it's 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 not so much when you see when you hear about how many people are actually buried in this place but it's it the fact there's 850 um famous people some there's some kind of claim to fame uh buried in this one cemetery it's it's remarkable i would love to do a tour um of something like this and i'm sure it would take probably more than a day um oh yeah and we have some really cool ones like that in the united states when i went to uh, charleston south carolina it's a very old city Oh, I'm with, sure. With a lot of old, really, I love it. Amazing look, uh, incredible uh, cemeteries, and they, of course, do ghost tours, which are very fun. I highly yeah. recommend. But even just taking a regular historical tour uh, through the cemetery, the cemeteries is really fascinating. 
It is neat. It is neat. We have uh, a forest lawn one up here, and, and there's, a, there's a couple cool famous people there. We got a president buried up here. Um, Rick James buried here, um, as well as a couple other people. Yeah, uh, Millard Fillmore is buried here in Buffalo. Um, there's a couple other really famous uh, people that have been buried too, but it's it's really neat. It's actually very peaceful. Um, not that this is like any statistical or anything, but I don't know if you 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 find that there's some peace in, in kind of walking through a cemetery. I do, I do. I think overall they're more of what you're saying a peaceful thing than a scary thing. Yes. Uh, just now, I'll say that I wouldn't want to live next to one personally. No, hell no, hell no. But I do like, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of times where, you know, like a a loved one who's buried somewhere, I'll, you know, it just kind of, it just sort of means something to go and sort of talk to them in a way, you know, very, very, very peaceful feeling doing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, of course, too, uh, you know, you think about all the people who, you know, all the stories and the people that, you know, were affected by the people buried here. It's It's a lot like all the lives kind of lived it's uh it's it's impressive um all right so the most uh the highest attended funeral there let's see i just had it um was for a person by the name of thomas sayers who um where'd it go oh piss uh 10,000 people and roughly 10,000 people had showed up for his funeral. So Thomas Sayers is a, um, was a bare knuckle boxer. Oh, that's a tough dude. Then <laughs> real tough dude. Um, the, they, they said this comparatively to Karl Marx's funeral, which about 11 people showed up to, um, which is interesting too, but yeah, they, they, yeah, ten thousand people in a cemetery is uh, is absolutely insane. Um, oh, here, here it go. Yeah, there it is, right there. Yep, ten thousand people for that. Um, yeah, eleven people for Marx. Um, they also let's see what else we got here. It's also a lot of cool, like crazy stats uh, or interesting facts, which it, it isn't stepping on Johnny's toes for this episode. So I'm gonna. Um, I can I can kind of discuss it. They had a they had a exploding coffin problem. <laughs> oh wow! Did you hear about this? No, please tell me. Okay, so um, yeah, so they they, they had uh, Victoria. Well, I'll read the the little bit. It's from the Londonist dot com. Uh, Victorians were obsessed with ancient Egypt, and this translated to their burials. Highgate Cemetery's catacombs were built for those who wanted to be buried above the ground in the same fashion as Egyptians. Less well-known is that this was at first somewhat of a disaster. The Victorians had to contend with regulations saying that those buried in this fashion had to have their tombs encased in lead for fear of miasma, which is is gases which uh, Victorians believed caused illness leaking out. They didn't want it leaking out. So the the bodies were decaying. And um, and because they were encased in lead, there was not any room for the gas to go. So the gases would fill the coffin and they would just explode. Somebody actually. Um, they, they lit like somebody like lit a match by one of these one time and it just it just blew up. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's impressive. Not that, that, again, not that it has anything to do with stats, but I thought that'd be a little interesting factoid. Um, 
But uh, for I me, mean, for the most part, that's it's uh, oh, they got the this war graves part here um, about how many dead they have uh, from World War One and two um, 318 Commonwealth person uh, service personnel maintain and registered um, in both the East and West cemeteries, 259 um, from the first world world war and 59 from the second. Um, so there is that, but uh, that's kind of, that's, I mean, that's mostly it. There's again, if you decide to do the research on your own, this could be an easily two hour episode. If we got, went through every single famous person and, and whatnot, but um, there's a lot of cool facts and stats to go with it. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I didn't mention this. I'm sorry. The the notable people, um, 850 notable people that we mentioned, 18 Royal Acad- Academiacs. No, it's not. Academicians. English. Am I right? Uh, six Lord Mayors of London and 48 Fellows of Royal Society. Those are some of the uh, the, the, the famous people buried. But, uh, but that is that. Let's head on over to Johnny's Did You Know? vampire mythos and the beliefs around that from a historical standpoint here. So uh, some old graves in Europe, especially Northwestern Europe, and this is not just a European thing. This is actually an all over thing that would happen, but they, they found in these old graves on top of them would be these stone monuments that were like really heavy ones. And they couldn't figure out why, but it, a lot of them started to think that, it's to stop the undead from rising, right? If you have something on top of the grave, they can't get up. So that was the thought there. There's actually a rare disease that's called I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pronounce this perfectly. Uh, porphyria, porphyria. It's but it's known as the Dracula disease. But the reason of that is it actually makes whoever gets it are extremely sensitive to sunlight as in like if the sun even touches them they you know you've probably seen depictions of this in some at some point in the movie yeah did it what it wasn't was it it wasn't bad news bears um there's like a baseball movie with like rob schneider it's <laughs> you remember this at all there was like uh, i bet if i i there's like three people and they needed a fourth player and this this dude who wouldn't come out of the like he legit lived in a closet because yes the sunlight yeah yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but this disease would also, uh, like, it would stain, make your teeth become stained, uh, and it would make you, like, you would lose hair and all this yeah. kind of stuff, so it would make you kind of look like a vampire. Receded uh, gums, too, I think, was a part yes, of it, and that's yeah. why they thought they had fangs. Yeah. Uh, vampires or versions of the vampire have appeared in many different cultures. I mean, I'm talking... All across the board here. And before Christianity, uh, there were other means of repelling vampires, right? Uh, you know, because when Christianity Christianity comes around, it's the cross, that type of thing that repels them. 
But before that, you had some, here are some of the things. Of course, garlic, and we're going to come back to garlic here in a little bit. Uh, the rowan tree, it's a top of tree. Uh, fire was a big one. Uh, salt was another one. Uh, salt is actually has a lot of lore when it comes to paranormal stuff. Uh, roosters crowing would simulate because that means morning's coming, and that means guess what? Sunlight. Yeah. Uh, one that I found really fascinating was peppermint. Was one of them they thought would get rid of them and make their breath smell fantastic. <laughs> uh, but the one that's really, really, really fascinating to me is scattered seeds. So the thought here, and it's also uh, one of the origin stories to a little uh, count on a certain street of Sesame of how he kind of gets his name. But there was a belief that uh, if you, if a vampire is coming at you and you just spilled a bunch of seeds in front of them, they have to stop and count all the seeds. Like they're, they can't not do that. So that gives you time to get away or, or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, What's the name of the quote-unquote vampire Sesame Street? The Count. And what does he do? <laughs> he counts. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's awesome. Is that not, that's incredible, right? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, centuries ago, uh, now there's a lot of, I'm not going to get into all of them, but there's a lot of different uh, rituals and stuff that people would, how they would bury people. Uh, in a way to sort of take away from people becoming vampires or zombies or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but it was normal to bury someone face down. And the thought of this was if they're not, if they become the undead, either a vampire or a zombie, if they're face down and they dig their way out, they're just going to dig their way into the earth and they're never going to find out how to get up and get mm -hmm. out of the ground, right? They're going to get lost in the earth. One of the longest running books of print uh, to stay in print is actually uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, it, it was it came out in 1897 and has never once gone out of print. There's always been a new print of it. That's impressive. And I think they did. Um, didn't they do a movie in the 90s uh, with Gary Oldman going against uh, uh, again with the weird timing we have on this show. There's actually one that just came out about like the origins of Dracula or something like that. Just yes, came out yes, yeah. I did see that. I think there's also a Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula video game came out. Like, I believe 90s. so. There's got to be. I mean, Dracula's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, very famous uh, Castlevania series video games. He's in those. Yes, two. yes. Uh, superstitious people uh, throughout the centuries have believed garlic to have all these different uses. I'm going to kind of give you some of these that I thought were fascinating. Uh, Egyptians actually believed that garlic was uh, just like, you know, how they believe cats were like a gift from God. Garlic was in the same thing. It was a gift that from the gods. Uh, Roman soldiers were actually given garlic because they felt that it gave them courage. That is garlic. They would be more brave. Hmm. Uh, sailors uh, would actually take, uh, take garlic with them when they would go on their, uh, when they would go on the boats because they thought it prevented shipwrecks. It was a way to keep, uh, you know, keep bad things from happening. And German miners, and I mean people who go into the caves and mine, I don't mean like German children, but German miners 
uh, actually thought that garlic protected them from the evil spirits that were underground. Huh. So when they were working, they would have garlic with them just just in case, you know, just in case. I'm so fascinated by like that. I know like our culture today has a lot of like superstitions yeah. still, but I, I, I love it when I hear stuff like that. The shipwreck one is very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of actually uh, a lot of different things like that that they used to believe on ships. Like they also uh, you couldn't be a woman on a ship because they always thought that would mean your ship would crash. Uh, that was one thing that some uh, people believe. But there's a lot of really fascinating uh, thoughts and superstitions can when it comes imagine, to ships. Can you imagine that? Uh, hey, honey, uh, I'm going to go out for a boat ride. Can I come? Uh, I don't want to crash today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of fascinating thoughts and stuff on uh, superstitions. But yeah, so that's there's so many of these i just made myself stop at those but you can uh the vampire mythos is just beyond fascinating uh i highly recommend if you're interested in this and all there's plenty of websites and stuff you can find a lot of this stuff on and uh some really good interesting documentaries i recommend so uh, that's it for the did you know let's get into where this whole story and i guess vampires in general sort of stand in pop culture today So I think, you know, the vamp, the, the specific vampires are an easy one where they stand. Um, they're always going to be around. But as far as specifically the Highgate vampire, uh, I like. I don't know what are, like I, it, I'm actually glad that I had to dig so deep to find out about this all those years ago. Um, but obviously, I think it's going to be a forgot. It's going to be a forgotten one unless. Uh, I, people, you know, it just it, there's something else happens at Highgate Cemetery, right? Uh, it's going to be one of those deep forgotten, you know, incidents in in pop culture history, in a cult, in a cult history, uh, that people just overlook. Uh, I mean, obviously they do tours there and they they they, they discuss it, you know, with some of the faint, uh, you know, some of their their guided tours that they have at Highgate, but. Uh, this specific incident is, I mean, it happened just like that. It was over a, a, a few a few years stretch, but the hotbed of it was over a, f- a few months. Um, but you don't hear anybody talking about it. You hear about, you know, a lot of uh, there, there's bigger, there's bigger, weird history incidents. Um, and this one just does not get talked about enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I do think that there'll be people like us who will find something fascinating with this, I guess, genre of history and will be like uh, digging into things and go down a rabbit hole and will find this, you know, find this this exact story. And I there are other, will. yeah, and I think they will. There are other more famous uh, vampire type stories and throughout history, but 
I've always enjoyed these smaller, strange, odd ones because I just find them just immensely fascinating. And this is one of those for me. And you're right about vampires. I mean, like we just said, there's literally a Dracula movie as of this recording. It's coming out now. And he just did one a couple of years. You don't, it seems yeah. like every couple of years, they're like, oh, we're going to try this again. Yeah, well, here's yeah. a new perspective on it. I mean, throughout pop culture, vampires have been really huge. You know, from you got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, was a hit show for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Dracula is always coming out. He's in video games and everything else. I mean, we were just talking about there's a vampire on Sesame Street. Vampire on Sesame Street. Hey, we just had a really uh, big movie a couple years ago, Morbius. Um, yeah. A fantastic uh, work of cinema, Morbius. Did great at the box office. Yeah. I mean, they released it twice. That's how good it did. You know, uh, man, I, that's one of the few times that I was glad somebody got trolled. That was just really funny. Uh, usually, was, yeah, I, usually I, trolling is annoying. I'm usually anti-trolling, <laughs> but the fact that they're like, oh, man, really? So many people missed the movie theater. They didn't get to get, they get, get the chance to see it. Let's re-release it. And then they did it. And then nobody went again. <laughs> like, what about just, uh, just one, of the, one of the funniest uh, YouTube videos I saw was this guy, Eddie Burbank, I think it's his name. But he did this thing where for a week straight, he went every day to watch Morbius and he didn't like it. Like he didn't like it at all, but he would come back after watching it every day and he would give a report of how he felt about it. <laughs> and you just slowly see this poor guy just, just descend into madness. <laughs> He's going to go watch Morbius again and again and again. Uh, just really funny. It's uh, yeah. I, uh, that, <laughs> I could have wasted opportunity, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure, it yeah, so disappointing. It could have been so much better, but it could have been. But yeah, vampires are going to be around for forever. They certainly are. Well, that concludes the Highgate Cemetery Vampire episode. Johnny, you are going to continue on with us uh, for next week. Um, yeah, a little little back to back, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Johnny, what are we talking about for next week's episode? Well, we're going to go from the undead to aliens perhaps and what might be the most in america especially most famous ufo story of them all the one that's sort of credited with the beginning of the ufo freight uh a phase we're going to a little place called roswell next week on retro pop i am so excited i've always wanted to discuss it uh, when Johnny brought up this theme for the month, uh, theme for this month, I, I believe you mentioned that was what you wanted to do um, before I even picked my topic. But really, really cool. Another one that I spent, you know, uh, many times on Wikipedia late at night doing some research, looking it up. So um, should be a fun one. I'm excited to kind of give my opinion on it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, thank you so much for your support. Uh, and your listenership as per usual. And uh, we will be back with you again just next week uh, right here on Retropop. Thank you for listening. <laughs>